you would never believe what it was before. I mean, or you would never believe what was there before could look like this. Right. Because it's such a transformation. Yeah. And I am so glad that Black Art in America Foundation, Black Art in America is here because East Point needs that. Mm. East Point needs that energy. They, they, they need that, um, that soul. Black creativity is unstoppable. The Studio Noise podcast takes you into the studio with Black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture. You get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making sculptures, making prints, making noise. It's the Studio Noise podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise. Yes, it's your boy, Jay Barber. I got a little something special for you today, something good for the fam. We got my man, Najee Dorsey, and his wonderful wife, Satiria, are opening a new headquarters for Black Art in America and the Black Art in America Foundation right around the corner here in East Point. It's 1802 Connolly Drive, East Point, Georgia, not too far from Tyler Perry Studio. It's going to be an amazing place. I mean, a gallery, meeting areas, the garden in the front, mules all through it, all kinds of exceptional artwork. You know how Black Art in America does it. Black Art America, Baya, I call them Baya too. So it's B-A-I-B-A-Y-A. <laughs> Just keep up with me as we go on through this, yo. So you got the Baya Gallery. They're having a grand opening on Juneteenth this year. So go ahead and put that on your calendar. You want to make sure you want to come through. If you don't make it on that day, you definitely want to come through and check out the greatness that he got going on. I've done some site visits. I've seen the space as it developed. And it's going to be a phenomenal place, yo. My man Najee really has a vision for what he wants to offer. And so, you know, it's Studio Noise, the voice of black art. Black art in America is only, only logical. <laughs> only logical that I'm interested and I'm in tune to all things black art and all things black art in America, especially. Now, part of what Najee is trying to do is bring the community into the space, connect with the people in East Point and in Atlanta. So when Black Art in America connected with the East Point Better Block Street Festival, he brought out the tents. He had the art out there, art by Kevin Cole, by William Downs, by Carrie James Marshall. He had two artists out there live painting, and he invited Studio Noise, your boy, out to talk to some of the people about the event and about the new space and about how it all connects to the community. It's all one big thing. So this, so this episode, you kind of get me, your boy Jay Barber out there, man on the street, <laughs> man on the street, talking to everybody, doing the festival. You can hear the music in the back, all that good stuff, yo. It was definitely a vibe going on out there. But, you know, I had some great conversations with some people about art, about themselves, about the space, all that good stuff. So today's episode is sort of a grab bag, but you get a little bit of everything from all the people I got a chance to talk to. So I got a chance to talk to a lot of interested people, including Opal Baker, who's an East Point resident and worked with Better Block. Uh, Alexis Jackson Oliver, project coordinator for the Bio Foundation. Paul Robinson, who works with housing authorities all around the country and hooks up with Najee to get some things done on that front. Uh, Kristen Labram, senior project manager of Better Block. And we'll talk to two artists that Bio brought through to do some live art right there on scene with the people. Stephen Tett and Sean Artis, both of them got to talk to him. So it's, a, it's all around good time. You know? So you get to hear some good interviews, get to hear from people right there on the street. You get a sense of the vibe and get you start to get you excited for this new Black Art America space. It's Studio Noise. 
bringing you the very best in contemporary black art, having all kinds of great conversations with you, getting you all up in the scene, all around the vibe. So if you like that, you want to check us out, go to studionoisepodcast.com. You can find all our old episodes. You can find articles, buy a t-shirt, support the podcast. Free 99, you want to support the podcast, just listen, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Write a rate, write a review, share with your friends, let everybody know about the noise. And if you really, really like it, you can join our Patreon. The link is in the show notes to make sure we keep this thing going. I appreciate every dollar anybody has ever gave to me. I'm putting it to good work. It will bring you all these fantastic artists from all around. And so putting you on the inside scene of this new Black Art in America gallery that's opening up. So you get a little taste of it right here. The studio noise. And after the break, listen to these interviews. Catch the vibes. It's the noise, baby. Yes. This is Clayton Singleton, portrait and figurative artist, and you are listening to Studio Noise. All right, it's your boy Jay Barber. I'm out here with Black Art America having, hey, what do you call this event? This is a Better Block Party. Yeah, I'm out here at the Better Block Party with Black Art in America representing they did this kind of, they participated in this great event because they're opening up their new space out here in East Point. So we're so happy to be a part of the community. And I'm sitting right here with Opal Baker of the better of the East Point Better Block yes. Association. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm a resident of this, this event is resident is uh, driven. Resident it's, driven. Yeah. It's driven by the residents. It's driven by the small businesses in this area. And it's a way of, um, re-envisioning what East Point could look like. You know, it's yeah. like a, it's a place-making event. It's an event that, to have the community come out and, and um, re-envision East Point and, and, and think about what it is that residents in East Point want, what, what they want East Point to be right. and what they deserve uh, uh, from East Point. Uh, leadership in exactly and you know everybody and everything just wants a sense of community absolutely right? and that, yeah. i think that's what you have here you have people businesses out there's music playing there's food trucks that's what people want to get out finally especially after all these COVID times oh, right yes, like yes. people just want to get out get together have a little bit of fun get that sense of community tell me how important that is to you just personally for me personally it's extremely important i mean we went just went through two years what's going on three years yeah. of being you know, sequestered in our homes and, and and extra careful, you know, when we, you know, step out. And um, we're still careful, we're, you know, we, we ask people to, to mask up, you know, if they're getting too close to folks and stuff. But it's, um, it's a great opportunity for folks who've been kind of uh, shut out, shut in yeah. for a minute yeah. to kind of come out and um, reintroduce themselves to, to neighbors, um, meet new people because we've had a lot of people move into East Point, yeah. um, you know, ironically during COVID. So um, we have a lot of pe new people to meet and um, a lot of new opportunities for engagement. And, uh, you know, so, so this is really important to me because um, I love the city of East Point um, and I want more. For East Point, I think we we have um, 
so much potential. Yeah. It's such an opportunity um, for us to do better and greater and more community-centered things. And um, this is just reminding everybody that this is possible. This yeah. is all possible. Um, and, you know, while we've been kind of very uh, internal over the last couple of years, here's an opportunity to break out of that a little bit and say, hey, here we are. <laughs> we yeah. can do this. Yeah. This is what we deserve. This is who we are. And the rest of the Atlanta Metro, come on out and hang out with us and yeah. see what we're about. Tell me, how much? How long have you lived in East Point? I have lived in East Point for 10 years. How, how many, have you seen the place change at all, like over this amount of time? Um, yeah, I've seen some changes, in, but in a full disclosure, for the first, uh, before COVID, um, I, uh, I spent a lot of time going to and from work. Ah, you know, yeah, you know what you I mean? Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, there was not, there never seemed to be enough time in the day to yeah. explore as much as um, I could, as, our, as I wanted. But um, strangely enough, uh, COVID gave me that opportunity. And while I couldn't necessarily uh, get out and go to, you know, stores and restaurants, et cetera, I was able to walk the city. Mm. That's how I got my exercise is I, you know, walk, um, you know, five to 10 miles a day, depending on how I'm feeling and got to see areas of East Point that I had not noticed before. Right. And um, just realized that, wow, you know, I, re I moved here because I liked I liked East Point, but wow, this place is amazing. And um, so, and I noticed that there were things um, that were shut down <laughs> during COVID that I had not noticed before. Mm. Um, and it was like, oh, you know, um, you just don't know what's going to come, you know, tomorrow. To, as they say, tomorrow's not promised. So you need to get out and enjoy it while you can, yeah. you know, enjoy it now. So I spent a lot of time walking East Point and getting to know um, the, 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 um, the neighborhoods and neighbors and the small businesses around here and all of that. And I'm grateful to um, Microsoft for the opportunity to put on something like, um, like the Better Block, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Better Block East Point. So Yeah, that's great for them to give yeah. back in that way. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we don't want you here if you're not going to be a relevant part of the neighborhood yeah. of, the, of the community. Yeah, because so, it only does them good. They yeah, invest in the people, right? Exactly. Keep their, all the people happy. Yeah. Everybody gets to go, you know, buy their Microsoft pockets and all, all that good stuff. Yeah, keep me from talking bad about them now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So tell me, so now that you know that the Black Art in America has opened up this nice new facility out yeah. here at East Point, what do you think about that? Oh, man, I love it. I mean, um, where they are opening up is one of the routes that I take on, on my daily walks. Oh, nice. And I saw the space that they're in right now, you would never believe what it was before. I mean, or you would never believe what was there before could look like this. Right. Because it's such a transformation. Yeah. And I am so glad that Black Art in America Foundation, Black Art in America is here because East Point needs that. Mm. East Point needs that energy. They, they, they need that um, that soul, and uh, Black Heart in America has that soul, and I, and I felt that from the moment I started, I started talking with Najee Dorsey. Um, I mean, his spirit, that, that place is the physical representation of his soul. Yeah. It's beautiful, you know? And so 
I am really glad that that they're here in this city. Um, I think that by themselves, <laughs> they are transforming <laughs> art in, in East Point, and yeah. I am here for it. That's you know, what's up. I'm so, I'm so, I can't wait to see when the, once they actually open their doors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once they yeah. actually open the door, I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. going to be completely yeah. different. Yeah, yeah I think that's what community needs. Like, everybody needs, like, a little place to get rid of that creative energy. Hell you know, yeah. even to build it and inspire it. Because, you know, I'm sure there's some kids that walk by or seeing like what was it like an old church before right yeah well, yeah yeah so like old church that nobody was using yeah. in your neighborhood i know what it's like to go up in the yeah. projects and there's no color right there's just abandoned buildings like people don't do stuff like this yeah so it's got to be inspiring to be able to I see think, it the thing i love about them is that they that is that they um i guess they understand understand art on every level i mean that garden out front yeah you know it, that's a that's that's a work of art in itself yeah you know and yeah. so um i think it just opens the door to a lot of folks who might not have thought of that of of, of you know the the green earth as something um art artful and artistic yeah. and beautiful and creative well here it is it's right here in front of your face so absolutely come on in and enjoy that absolutely and so other than events like this what else do you have going on or you want to see in East Point? Well, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can um, capitalize on this momentum and uh, repeat, repeat this um, in different areas of East Point. Um, like I said, this is uh, resident driven and um, small business driven. And so we're hoping that we can um, utilize this as an opportunity to keep this momentum going and, and everybody that's here um, is invested, you know, take this Better Block um, initiative idea to other parts of East Point. And um, so that we, we have a more, more holistic um, view, vision of what East Point can be. So it's not just downtown. It's not just downtown. It's all over, <clears throat> yeah. all over East Point. Right, it's everywhere. You yeah. can get your essential oils, Get you some barbecue. Everything. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you can do everything. Art comes in all forms. There and you food go. is one of the best <laughs> forms. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. So before we leave, tell people where do, where can you eat? Where do you go in East Point? That's your favorite spots. Um, I, wow, I don't know that I have a favorite spot, but I have there are a couple of Talk places, to the mic. Couple of places that I really enjoy. Um, right right around the corner here is um, a vegan place called. Uh, um, I just go. I <laughs> love and life. Love and life. Love there and you life. go. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're fabulous. Um, down the street. My other weakness is the cupcakery. Oh, there okay. you go. Yeah. You speaking my you language know. now. Huh? You speaking my language now. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Man, it's good. It's good down there. I mean, just amazing cupcakes and pastries. You know, um, run by East Pointers. Um, you know, um, black folk that just. Uh, recognize that there's that this city has a lot to offer and you know um pull the trigger that's not a good metaphor sorry <laughs> uh, i'm anti-gun sorry but um but just you know just really um recognize that you know it's important to reinvest in our city absolutely in that place and i don't think that they have slowed down since they opened that's uh, awesome three or four years ago that's awesome and, yeah um, 
And uh, then there, right next to them is another place called Cheers. And that's um, as far as I, if, if it still is, but as far as I know, it's um, employee run. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, burgers and beers and, you know, bar food and um, salads and sandwiches and a lot of good stuff. Yeah, we like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. <laughs> So those are, those are those are some of my favorite places down over here in East Point. That's what's up. Thank you, yeah. Oprah, for talking with us. I appreciate you, Jamal. Thank you so much for having out having me on, and thank you so much for coming out and um, spreading the word about East Point yeah. and um, and about uh, Black Arts in America, because they're gonna be. They're probably going to cry the, the day that they met me because I'm going to be a thorn in their side moving forward. I'm going to be traipsing, traipsing through there with all kinds of folks every chance I get. Oh, we all need that Looking kind of support. To we it. all need that kind of support right there. <laughs> yeah. I love it, Joe. Thank you. All right. Thank you for coming out. So appreciate it. All right, it's your boy Jay Barber out here at the East Point Black Better Block Party. We out here with Black Art in America, man, doing it big, being part of the community, man. It's a great time. You can hear the music in the background, all that good stuff. But Black Art America, they're setting up shop right here in East Point to be a part of the community. So be a part of like events just like this. And they brought out great artists out here. Got my man Steve showing up. What's going on, Steve? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm great. Steve Michael Tett. There you go. Yes, Full that's name. It. That's it. I'm great. Um, Beautiful weather, beautiful people, and um, out here doing what I love to do is paint. That's what's up. And so what are you working on right now? Um, right now, I'm working on a piece. Um, the theme of the piece is basically the great migration and re-migration that's taking place right now. It's an um, eight-foot by eight-foot panel divided in half. One half is devoted to the great migration and the other half is devoted to the re-migration of the South. That's what's up, man. That's some, some powerful stuff you talk about right here, man. Is that what your artwork is usually about? Um, I like to stay uh, topical. Okay. However, um, three weeks ago, I was standing in uh, Georgia's capital um, in what they call the well, where all the politicians stand and give their, um, their speeches or, you know, make their vote. And I was unveiling a piece that um, I created last month, but will hang with other pieces that were created 150, uh, 100 years ago. Wow. Like and in Georgia's Capitol Building. Nice. Yeah. That's what's so, up, man. Oh, congratulations on that. Thank you very yeah, much. How did that come about? Well, um, like a lot of art uh, commissions, sometimes you don't know where they come from. However... Six months prior to uh, that commission, um, I'll take it back seven months. Yeah. Seven months, uh, I got a email from what appeared to be Google um, asking if I would be interested in doing a Google Doodle. Oh, nice. And I didn't know if it was a prank or, <laughs> or what it was. So um, You got to be suspicious yeah, at uh, first, yeah. So uh, I was like of course uh could you tell me more about it and at, in the end they never asked anything of me that wasn't already known mm. so i agreed to do it and i agreed to sign a non-disclosure the next thing you know 
I'm getting um, these emails and this information. And when I get these emails and information, I know that it's real and I know that it's happening. So um, just like uh, the painting in the Capitol, it was very short notice. And, um, and then the end, I had five days to do an oil painting that would be seen by billions of people. Nice. Yeah. So nice. Look at you. Veterans Day 2021, Google Doodles. Um, my artwork was presented to the world. Man, so, that's what's up. Yeah. So How was that most for likely you? everyone that we can see now that has a device has already seen artwork by me. They just don't know. Yeah. How'd that feel? Um, surreal. Yeah. <laughs> surreal. When you can say that, you know, hey, you may not know me, but you've already seen my artwork. Yeah. Right. And as an artist, you gotta think, you know, Google is the largest platform in the world in order to present anything. Yeah. And then how many artists, even if they were to just do artists in Georgia, how many artists would have an opportunity to uh, present on that level? Yeah, not many, not many. That's not awesome, many. man, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, that's- <laughs> I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but they found me. I mean, but that's what it is, man. You, you just do the best art possible and you put it out. You right. hope that and, you find and, somebody. And then it snowballs, Yeah. right? Then someone else finds you, and then someone else finds you. Yeah. But then when you do Google Doodle, a lot of people find you. That's what's up, man. Right. Yeah. And how, how long you been doing it? So I've been an artist my whole life, you know, just like most of us. Yeah. However, I spent most of my years in the military. So um, when I got in, in, into college working on my, um, my master's, in, uh, which is in art education, um, I was already 40 years old, mm. you know, 40 years old starting an art career for some would seem outrageous, but for me, um, it seemed doable. So, That's what's up, yeah. man. That's what's up. That is going good for you, man. Like, like, it's going real good for you, man. It's going better than me, man. I need to get some notes from you, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you, like I said before, it's beyond me where it comes from, Yeah. but I believe when I'm doing what I was created to do, then good things will happen. That's what's up, man. So do you do a lot of these kind of community-based projects, man? We out here right now with the people, well, live painting? Um, I, all, I believe in that old <laughs> that old saying that, you know, those who give much, we owe much, right? Right. So, um, two months ago, I did a mural for uh, Girls, Inc. And Girls, Inc., um, and it was basically work that was done, um, uh, you know, for free, you know, uh, it's a huge mural. Um, so, yes, I was a young man who didn't see a life as an artist. And so I chose the military. Mm. But if I could have met me, right, if I could have met an artist at a young age, my art career may have started at 20. Or, right, uh, right. But all I saw was, um, only out I saw was... Through the military, so that's what's up. Right, you came back around to it. That's it. You know, it's a, but you know that's the story of a lot of people, right? right. Romare Bearden, right? You know, spent his whole life retired from the post office. Yeah, you know, went to do great things. Right, and um, I often say this that you know I never gave up on art. You know, I was in the military, painting and drawing, and 
Um, but I never saw a career in art right. until um, I decided to devote myself completely to it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's awesome, man. Have you been to the Black Art America space, the new space, the new gallery? I have. I have. Yeah. What do yeah. you think, man? Black Art in America? Yeah. What do you think of the well, first? What do you think of the space, and then oh, tell me the what new space yeah. of Black Art in America. Well, I've been following Black Art in America almost since its inception. I love uh, Naji, and I love everything. Um, Naji has started the careers of a lot of young artists who are very successful now, right? Um, I haven't been to the new space, but um, I've followed it on Instagram. Yeah. And um, oh, yeah. it's incredible. He, he's doing a lot of great it's pictures and stuff like that, showing this stuff coming together. It's really coming together out there. Yeah. So a space like that, man, what do you think it means for a community like well, East Point? Because like you're from Columbus, right? Right. Like I'm, I'm sure Columbus is the same as East Point, right? Right. Like, what is it? What it, What would it mean to have a space like that and everything that you know in the community with other people? Well, we all know that that mass majority of Black art is controlled. Um, the mass majority of art is controlled by um, people who are not African American. People right. who are not Black, right? right. So to have our own space, to tell our own story, to present our own works, um, it's you, it's you. People remember Athens because of what they left, the artwork that was left. Right. People don't remember Sparta as much because Sparta was a warring society. Athens was a society of art. You always remember by, you're gonna be remembered by your culture and by your artwork. And if we don't have our spaces to tell our own story, somebody else is going to tell our story for us. That's right. And who who better than us to yeah, tell our story, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, with, with that authentic black voice. We don't you need an right? intermediary to tell our story. Exactly. Like, well, like, would they be going out and telling the story of the Great Migration? Right. Like, without you, you know, exactly. they don't want to do it. You know, and it becomes personal, right? I, originally, I'm from Michigan, right? But my mother who was a brilliant woman, um, migrated to Michigan, you know, and, and met my father. And, and this painting that I'm working on now talks about how the African-American family was changed fundamentally by moving north. Exactly, right? yeah. We moved north as a nuclear family. What's coming back to the south now with the great re-migration is not the same thing that moved north. My mother was a... Um, educated she was a teacher mm -hmm. but in the north who paid the most factory jobs so she stopped teaching and worked in the factory right changes completely changed yeah. our whole perspective yeah oh man that's powerful stuff man it's powerful stuff so what, what you got coming up now that you're working on that you want to let people know about um well like i said before i have the piece that um of calvin smirey that's the piece that's in the Capitol now. Oh, yeah, y'all make sure you look that up. Yeah, Calvin yeah. Smyrie, um, he uh, just left uh, with the uh, House of Representatives and he's going on to be um, the ambassador for the Dominican Republic. Nice. Um, so from that commission, um, things snowball and I've gotten you know, people who have wanted more commissions of more representatives to be done so it becomes a snowball right? that's what's up so it gives, always give you the next thing to do that's what's up it's gonna be a busy man y'all better yeah. holler at him <laughs> y'all better get while you can that's what's up tell yeah. people where they can find you man um well you can find me on instagram at uh steven tech um 
And you can always follow me through Black Art in America. That's what's up. That's what we're going to do, man. Steve, we're going to let him get out here and get back to work, man. The guy All working right. too hard out here, man. And we ain't about to blow you away at peace, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but gotta it's gotta beautiful. Get... It's a nice day. <laughs> you go right. see it. That's what's up, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, it's your boy Jay Barber out here at the East Point Better Block event with Black Art in America. Uh, we got a special guest artist on the scene with us. We got Sean Artist. What's going on, man? How you hey, doing? Hey, what's going on, man? That's good, man. Sean's out here doing some work, man. He came all the way from Houston, man. Oh, no, no. Where are you from? I'm from the Houston, from man. Houston. From yeah, Houston, yeah. That's what's the up, H. yeah. <laughs> that's what's up, man. What brought you all the way out here, man? Oh, uh, man, I got a call from uh, Najee Dorsey. Uh, CEO of Black Art in America, me and him got a little history, man. So he called me out to come and uh, join this uh, incredible festival y'all got going on, Better Block. Yeah, that was up, man. Yeah, the Better Block, man. Black Art in America is part of the East Point community. So the giving back already want to be a part of the community, man. What do you think about community-focused artwork, man? Community-focused artwork? Yeah. Oh, man, uh, it's a must. Uh Basically, that's one of the primary reasons I do art is to uh, kind of give back and bring awareness to various events and things that our community needs. So, uh, you know, I'm always doing something for the community. So it's an honor to be out here in East Point, GA, yeah, with the right. AT Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> you out here now. You out here now. What's what's this piece you working on right now, man? I saw a little bit, little bit of Elizabeth Catlett in it. Oh what yeah, what else you got going on? Yeah, man. So uh, my assignment today, man, is uh, I'm paying homage to uh, the Harlem Renaissance artist. So uh, in the center, uh, we got one of my favorite female artists, Elizabeth Catlett, mm -hmm. and uh, surrounding that, we got uh, Aaron Douglas, and in the lower part, we're gonna have a little Jacob Lawrence on there. That's what's up. So yeah, it's just an homage to the. Uh, Harlem Renaissance. Uh, uh, most of the artists from the Harlem Renaissance, it was a period in which uh, black artists realized the power in, in art and visuals and, and us creating our own images and telling the stories in our artwork. So we out here, uh, East Point, just paying homage to the greats. Nah, that's what's up, man. And tell me, how would you describe your artwork in general? Man, I would say, man, I'm a. I guess you could call me an urban contemporary abstract artist. Okay. Sometimes suburban. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever I need to be. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't. I don't think they've created one of me yet, man. So I do a little bit of everything from public art. Uh, back in the H, man, I, I'm known for doing a lot of uh, uh, chalk murals. Mm, okay. Uh, regular murals, live paintings. Uh, I'm a uh, fine artist, a gallery museum-based artist. So uh, I do a little bit of everything, man. Con uh, contemporary, abstract, figurative, uh, conceptual art. I, I just like to kind of test the waters all around, man. Oh, man, that's real artistic spirit right there. Right, How long right. you been doing it? Pretty much all my life, man. Uh, just to give you a little background about me, man, uh, my last name is actually Artist. Uh, 1T, A-R-T-I-S. <laughs> Uh, I was adopted at birth by two older social activists, so uh, I'm originally from the East Coast, uh, New Haven, and uh, I kind of started doing art, man, just as uh, therapy for myself being adopted and not 
knowing where I was from or having any kind of images or anything of my origins. Right. So uh, it wasn't until 2019 through the help of Ancestry.com that I finally found an image of my mother because all through life, man, I never even had an image wow. of my mom or my dad. I had great adoptive parents, man, but, you know, for anybody that's coming from an adoptive background, it's nothing like, you know, knowing where you originate from, right. like knowing your original blueprint. So, right. you know, my artistic journey, man, I always tell people it kind of parallels with, you know, our cultural journey and not really having our, our blueprint. So in my art, I always try to tell stories and try to give back and heal the community by bringing forth issues and, and things that you know, we all we we don't always had a the media outlet for us. So man, yeah. art is our media. So I use my art to, you know, to kind of create real things in this digital world. Man, gotta have that analog. That's real, man. That's super real. I yeah, like that, man. man. That's what's up. So what was, what's the last big project that you completed? Oh man, uh, I just finished a solo exhibition uh, in San Antonio, Texas, at the uh, legendary Carver Center. Uh, the Carver Center was a uh, is originally a, a black military base, and then afterwards it was a black library, and then it transformed into a, a historical black theater where a lot of our our icons came through. So I just uh, closed that exhibition down. Uh, actually, last weekend, man, it ran from uh, late February through uh, mid-April. That's for something. Did it go so, good for you? Yeah, man, it was it was beautiful, man. It was life changing, man. Uh, the name of the exhibition was actually uh, "Art is the Imitation of Life," which is a playoff of my last name. Mm -hmm. But it's a traveling exhibition that I created to create artwork that will allow us to talk about a lot of the things that maybe a little uncomfortable to talk about you know everything from uh police violence to right. uh sexual yeah. misconduct to uh intercultural racism with the light skin dark skin thing you know so you know my mission is to kind of create art that creates dialogue that results uh well that ends in results or at least people talking about yeah. trying to get real answers so nah, that's real man yeah that's you real, know man. if anybody out there man is interested in uh possibly bringing the art is an imitation of life man to the atl area holla at your boy that's what's up man tell them where they can find you oh uh, man you can find me on my website which is uh www.shawnshawnartis.com uh, you could also find me on Instagram at uh, the Art of Sean Artist, as well as uh, Facebook under the Sean Artist Gallery. And that's A R T I S one T. That's what's up, man. You've been to the new space for Black Art America? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, what you uh, think about it? Oh uh, man, I'm super excited, man. Uh, I remember first meeting Najee in Houston. He had did an exhibition in Houston, man. And this guy, man, when I first met him, I knew he was a go getter. And, uh, man, just seeing uh, what he's about to uh, embark on with the new Black Art in America gallery, man, it's opening up in June. On uh, Juneteenth, it'll be a, 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 a glorious grand opening, man. It's a must-see, you know. So I'm, I'm real excited about uh, being here, man, with Black Art in America. Even more excited for the uh, opening of his gallery, man. 
right here in East Point. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I'm gonna let you. you, you I had to catch him when he was painting. I had to get him up off the off the street right quick. Oh, appreciate the it. interview, man. But yo, when you, I'm gonna let you finish your piece, but then maybe we'll come back and talk a little bit more about it as you definitely, get to the definitely, finish, man. man. Appreciate you having That's me. That's what's man. up, man. Appreciate you. All right. All right, it's your boy Jay Barber out here at the East Point Better Block Party, having a good old time, representing for Black Art in America. Got a special guest with me. Got Alexis. <laughs> Hi, Alexis Jackson Oliver. I'm the project coordinator for Black Art in America. There you go. She out here, yo. So East, East Point now has this great new facility being built by Black Art in America, and the Black Art in America Foundation will be housed there, too. So it's exciting stuff happening. Black Art America be a part of the community. So this is part of it. Like being out here on the block with the people. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. It's wonderful to see the whole community of East Point out here uh, joining together for a great cause. That's what's up, yo. And you out here, you helping people paint and you yes. doing all kinds of stuff, yo. That's, <laughs> that's your regular job? That can't be your regular job, right? <laughs> I am. Actually, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I, I started um, with Black Art in America about two or three weeks ago. Oh, and wow. So now, yeah. yeah so, that's what's up. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about what you do with the foundation now. Um, I learned so much from Najee, actually. Um, so project coordinator, I've actually helped him kind of bring this event together. Um, just being point of contact for um, their featured artists like Sean, artists, and Stephen Tett. And um, out here making everything, make sure everything goes smoothly. Um, we're also going to open our um, art gallery on Connolly Drive in East Point. Um, on June nineteenth, Juneteenth, yep, and um, we'll be starting a pro an arts program as well for the community of East Point. So that's all that I do. I'm, I'm that's all. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm all into basically events and um, and uh, miscellaneous things. Whenever ad admin assistant, <laughs> I just got water for one of the painters. <laughs> I do it all. I you do, do it, it all. all. Yo, you make it work. That's what happened. You, you want looking for the person to make it work. She right here, yeah. yo. That's what's up, yo. So what kind of other events do you see envisioned for the Black Art in America space that they open it? Black Art in America, the events that I envision, um, I, I want to see us at all the festivals. Uh, there was a Dogwood Festival a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Um, I'm looking forward to um, the jazz festival. Hopefully we can even not even just stop here in Atlanta, but get out into, you know, the other states too, that um, maybe even New York or um, or uh, New Orleans for Essence Fest. I do believe that Black Art in America has the potential to be very huge and literally known all around America. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's already the place you go get black art. You know what I'm saying? We celebrate exactly. black art. There's articles on the website. You got to make sure you check it out. Yeah. All that good stuff. Uh, Tell me, what, what's your experience in with events like around? With events, so my background is I used to work for iHeartRadio, which um, used to be How Stuff Works. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that's where I was an I was hired as an admin assistant, but I ended up actually being an assistant event planner as well. And so I would throw office parties or um, um, you know end of the year parties and uh, holiday parties, stuff like that. So I learned actually from my boss. Uh, <laughs> who would teach me and kind of bring me around and she kind of taught me how to be a jack of all trades she was like always be helpful in some way like you know there you go yeah and so that that's my background i i learned a lot um from having that job um 
and working for a big company like that. So. That's all them. So, mm-hmm. what's your background with the arts? Like, the you art. gotta, yeah, you got to have some I kind do. of appreciation, with it, right? <laughs> I love the arts. I have been painting since I was a little girl. Oh, look at that. Yeah. See, see, she didn't leave with she was an artist. She <laughs> didn't say nothing about that now. That's a whole two other. sides to me. <laughs> Oh, that's also you. I've been painting um, with acrylic. That's my uh, that's my go-to. Um, I am my father does martial arts, and I used to do that with him. Go to classes with him um, in terms of uh, in terms of like uh, I would say uh, Tai Chi, Capoeira, um, that kind of arts as okay, well. Yeah. But um, I have played in the whiz when i was younger i was drama club president i do it all any oh, kind wow. of arts singing and songwriting <laughs> i i do i'm literally like <laughs> that's what that's my passion that's my drive and that's why i love working for this um black art in america because of the fact that i everything about me is art you know that's yeah. what's up oh man <laughs> that's what's up you, you found the right person to hook up with with naji yes, yeah yes. So tell me, how do you get to know Najee and like kind of what's been your experience working with him? Like you're fresh and new, but. So like. um, with Najee, I met him through my dad because um, my dad also works for Black Art in America. And um, that's how I met him. But working with him, he, he knows what he wants and he has this huge vision and he is going to execute it no matter what. I, I really believe that he's the perfect person to bring this um, into fruition. Like whatever vision that he has for Black Art in America, I know that he's going to get it done. And um, I mean, he's a he's a great he's a great boss. I don't you know he's a, <laughs> he, he doesn't. Of course, you I wish you could that. laugh a little bit more, <laughs> just a little bit. But, <laughs> but no, he's hardworking and he's focused, and those are all the great things. He's efficient. Those are all the great things uh, to describe to describe a great boss. Yeah. So what it. what part about the new studio space uh, or uh, Black Art America space are you most excited about? I they, have a, they have a lot going on in yeah, there. Yeah, I'm most excited about the arts program yep. that's going to be starting um, on May 30th. Um, that's going to be they're going we're going to have um, a painting class, a dance class, and a theater class. And that's what I'm most excited for because I'm really I want the community to be involved in the arts because that's what will get people inspired and um, just be able to express themselves. So that's what I'm most excited for. Yeah. That's what's up. And, and I've been asking people the same question, but what do you think the value is of having a community space, a gallery space, a garden space, all of that stuff right here at East Point yeah. where people can see it and be a part of the community? What do you think the value of that is? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said, what do you think the value of having that kind of space is? Um, I mean, I feel like that's what the world needs right now. We need some arts and it's free expression <laughs> and to express ourselves in a way other other than anger, you know, and I do think that, that that's why it's so valuable to me because it's like this will give the youth something to look forward to. That's what I, I really believe, you know, something to do, you know, yeah. and put their emotions and everything that they're feeling, what's going on. It could be the pandemic. It could be, you know, uh, racial discrimination. It could be social injustice. Put that into their art. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. You, you snuck it in by me now, but tell me a little bit about your art. What do you do? You say My you, art. Yeah, you say you're a stay at home mother, <laughs> but you're doing way more than that. I have a feeling. I, yo. I have I, a feeling. I, I, my dad always told me that my gift was bringing people together. So <laughs> I, I <Okay>. am, <laughs> that's what, that's where my art comes from. Whenever I am um, painting, I always paint uh, whatever is on my heart. And I would say like, um, I could show you a few about 
uh, just, you know, gathering. That's what I'll paint usually. Or um, paint someone that makes me smile. Sometimes it could be my dad or my husband or my baby. That's you know? And um, that's where, yeah, that art comes from just having a lot of feelings as a little kid and my dad going like you got to channel that <laughs> and use it yeah you know yeah so that's what i do that's what yeah no, i mean I, i'm you know i'm a i'm a mom i'm an artist i'm a I, i'm a project coordinator um <laughs> no I whatever like, you want <laughs> you know what i like that i like that part of it because a lot of times well, I, I talk to on the podcast i talk to a lot of artists doing it professionally right but it's something about you and having that personal association with art. Like, it's not so much about the business of it. Like, no, you're doing it yeah. for the this fun. Is, you're yeah. doing it to express. You're doing it with, like, people passion. that you love. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that, yo. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. <laughs> I, I like it. So, you you definitely, these kind of events are made for people like you. Yeah. That kind of maybe are doing stuff at home, not mm-hmm. really showing people, kind of keeping it to the side. Yeah. Going out, working a little nine to five, but coming home yeah. and doing other stuff. Like, this is the kind of stuff to help you connect with art. And, and for the people who don't know where they belong. And I feel like um, I didn't feel like I belonged until I started to immerse myself into art. And then I realized that there's a whole community of people who are just like me, who just want to, you know, like express themselves and don't know how. And I feel like that's where that's that art, the arts community is very accepting, you know, and I, I, that's how I feel. You know, I feel up. like I found myself when I started to immerse myself in art. So, I love it. Yeah. So, so can you give us a sneak preview of what other events around Juneteenth will be happening with Black Art in America as they open? So on Juneteenth, um, that will be the grand opening. Um, and that's just the beginning. I, I do think that um, after that, um, I'm, I'm actually not sure as, as terms of more of the summer arts program and probably an after school program is what's been talking about. But um, hopefully just just getting the community engaged, even if we have like a gardening day, um, you know. Or, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got yeah. to mention it. got to talk about it a little yeah. bit. Black Art America, right in the front, you know, they got garden art for the soul. Exactly. Like, and so they have a special garden And it's a beautiful garden. garden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. a special garden, like, set up right in front where you can see it. They got a beautiful sculpture just came in mm-hmm. by Namdi. Oh, it's going to, it's yes. fantastic. Y'all got to make sure you check it out. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, yo. That's yeah. what's up. So what's what's be you around East Point? Where do you live at? I'm in Decatur. In Decatur? Uh, yep. Okay. Decatur, where it's greater. That's what yes. <laughs> as they say, as we say yes. down here in the A. Yeah, so so what do you what do you like about living in Decatur in Atlanta? Decatur also a great Atlanta. arts community out yeah. there. Yeah. I you know, I used to go to the Southwest Art Center um when I was a little girl with my brother. Yeah. Um and uh going to Decatur, I mean I, I, other than the food, other than <laughs> um, the people, um, you know, that Southern hospitality, you can't beat it. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think in Decatur, there's arts everywhere, especially in the city of Decatur. There's murals on some of the apartment buildings. Um, you know, that's one of my favorite. The freedom, the freedom of Decatur is what I like the most. There's an energy in Decatur where yeah. people are just kind of like dedicated. They're just going to be themselves. They're going to, you know, like that's you'll see somebody yeah. dancing on the street, rapping on the street. But I feel like that's the heart of Atlanta in general. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Just, that's the vibe. Yeah. Just beautiful black people expressing themselves <laughs> like that. That's it. That's what you're going to get here in Atlanta. And so, but Decatur, I don't know. It's just, a, it's just drawing me. The energy. But then again, my husband's from Decatur, so oh, see, I'm nah, a little like, biased. All right, yeah, yeah, we, we, all right, we got it. We got it. That's it. That's it. We got to cut her off now. Okay. She goes, <laughs> that's what's up, yo. So if you have, y'all get a chance, make sure y'all come to the to the brand new Black Art in America space that they're opening up. 
Uh, do they have an official name for it? I've been calling it Black Art America Space. Like, they, yeah. Oh, the oh, well, the Black Art in America Gallery. Is gallery. What, that's yeah. what they call it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the gallery. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm correcting myself <laughs> as I go on June 19th. June 19th. Don't miss it. You gotta be there. More programs will be open. You gotta come see the gallery. You gotta come visit the space. You gotta feel the excitement. Mm-hmm. Be a part of this Black Art community. And we'll be there mm-hmm. smiling, her lovely smile, and telling you all about <laughs> the events as you go, yo. Thank you for coming on, yo. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> this is Sean Rucker, your boy Ruck in Detroit. You listen to the Studio Noise podcast. Keep listening to the noise for all the best in black art. All right, it's your boy Jay Barber out here at the East Point Better Block Party out here with Black Art in America, man. Just kicking it, being a part of the community. Black Art in America, opening up a new community space right here in East Point, be a part of the community. This is the kind of stuff we talk about, bringing art to the people, man. And so I got a special guest with us. Got Paul. What's up, Paul? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good, Jamal. How are you doing today? Paul, introduce yourself right quick. Yes, my name is Paul Robinson, um, and I've been a a friend of Najee's for about, uh, shoot, I can't even count the years now. I think it was around 2007, 2008 when I moved uh, back to Atlanta. Um, and I got a chance to meet Najee and uh, all of a sudden st- struck up a friendship, man. And then just been in this corner ever since then and just love to see the, you know, the work that he's putting in, man. Um, and I'm just so amazed, man, in terms of, you know, this is a brother that I think that has both sides of his brain working, man, the left and the right, man. Because as great of an artist he is, he's also really, really a good businessman. And so it's kind of rare to find that kind of uh, mixture. Uh, these days, but uh, I think part of it deals with the passion that he has for what he does, man. It's just unbelievable the work that he's been able to do. I agree with that completely, man. You talk about bringing like a black art gallery space into a community like East Point. What do you think that means for the community to have like something like that pop up? I mean, you know what? Here's the thing. You know, uh, Jamal asked me to introduce myself, man. Um, Again, my name is Paul Robinson, and what I do is I work with housing authorities uh, around the country in terms of Uh, working with them under a new program to reposition their public housing assets. And so the interesting thing about that is this is a chance to actually go into communities that are already established, provide some financing so that you can actually rebuild and revitalize their communities. Um, And then at the same time, connecting the dots and so um, within other community stakeholders. And so one of the things that me and Najee have always been talking about is how can black art in America uh, be of, of service to some of these communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and a while back, Najee uh, started his uh, nonprofit uh, organization. Um, just recently, about two, three weeks ago, uh, we were on a, um, a Zoom call with about seven or eight housing authorities throughout uh, the southern part of uh, Georgia. And we were just talking about how the uh, foundation can assist with uh, programming as well as uh, su- uh, supplying art supplies. Um, and at the same time, bringing artists in that wanted to uh, give back to the community. Um, and as you know, man, our communities, man, it's just so much talent there, man. And a lot of it just has to do with mentoring. And so uh, I think what Black Art in America's foundation is going to be able to do is just incredible. And so one of the first housing authorities that Najee got a chance to, you know, like uh, dialogue with the executive director, that's the East Point of um, 
uh, East Point Housing Authority. And so Michael Spam, the ex executive director over there, has uh, welcomed Najee. And so they begin to talk. So hopefully soon that's something that can take off. And then we'll be able to kind of like uh, take that template and take it to other housing authorities like LaGrange, Camilla, Georgia, uh, Thomaston, Georgia, Conyers, uh, Canton. And so there's a lot of housing authorities right now um, that we see this um, being something that can be applied to. Um, but the other side of this is, you know, when you're talking about um, um, me and Naj, I think one of the things that's taking place with us right now, we see all the activity that we do is transformative for a community. Yeah. And so when you think about what um, Black Art in America and the impact that it's going to have on East Point, um, I, I, I've got a chance to see Naj's impact in terms of just going into a city for a couple of days. I can't even imagine the impact that he's going to have with uh, being having a, a headquarters and location um, uh, in the in the city of East Point. It's just going to be incredible, but yeah. it's going to transform that community. Absolutely. I know this. Um, and so one of the things that we do is we dialogue about the community stakeholders necessary to transform a community from the local government to all the social service programs in the community that um, actually tend to the youth that um, are in those communities right now. And a lot of this is just connecting the dots, man, and building people's confidence that one is, you know, uh, two is stronger than one, three is stronger than two. And, and if you can get some momentum going, man, actually, you could start coming up with wish lists instead mm, of needs. You, lists, go, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and there so you go. That's 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 it, man. Just pick the imagination, man. We could do we can do wonders with this. I'm just so fortunate to be in a space right now where they're really trying to put some money into these communities because. Housing authorities have, you know, they most of them were built in around the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And so that's 50, 60 years of deferred maintenance. Yeah. So under the Obama administration, they came out with this program called RAD, Rental Assistance Demonstration. It's literally leveraging money. And it kind of works out well because Republicans like it because it's saving the government money. It saved over $7 billion. But, you know, like if you go to the other end of the spectrum, then you got Democrats like it because it takes care of marginalized communities. And so... It's in a sweet spot politically, um, and it's just been growing. It started out with only 60,000 units available in 2012, and now it's up to a half a million, and it's probably going to be increased to 1.2 million. When that happens, you know, you get a chance. you got to remember that most of these housing authorities are in areas that have been marginalized. But because of the HUD regulations, they can't move those residents outside of those areas. Right. So in many cases, you know, like communities are trying to figure out a way to do what's what I would consider to be re revitalization in place. We've seen what took place in Chicago and yeah. other places where residents got displaced and stuff. And so um, one of the rad tenants is every tenant has the right to return. So anyway, man, I just feel like right now we're in a good space. You know, uh, I'm in a good space. Nodge is in a good space. Uh, the people that he's got around him, man, seem to be in really, really great spaces, man. And it's holistic. It's not just about doing one thing. It's about your mind, your body, your energy yeah. levels, all yeah. of that being on a consistent basis. So anyway, nah, yeah, and, Jamal, and, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but you know what? Once somebody asked me to talk, man. <laughs> nah, I love it, man. I love it. Because you know what? You know. It, it, that's the impact that just in terms of bringing art to the people. That's what can happen. Like you inspire different minds. I remember growing up in the projects in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. And then the one thing that always struck me about it is there was no color, right? When you're talking about things being dilapidated, not upkept, right? All the colors had faded a long time ago. And so I'm growing up as a child, not seeing grass, not seeing any bright colors. And I'm just supposed to go to school and do what I'm supposed to do. It's not an inspiring environment. 
And so that's what this art can do, like having that garden space outside, having a big mural he just put up with, with by Charmaine Middlefield outside of the space, the murals that are upcoming, like all the stuff that he got planned, like having a community activation, like I think is super important. Let me just say this though. So there's, you know, like um, Jamal, it's incredible because sometimes what we do is new construction, mm -hmm. just building straight up from the ground. Oftentimes what we do is what's called a gut rehab, where you're literally tearing everything down out of the, the middle, all the way down to the studs. And then you might be tuck, tuck pointing the, the bricks, but you got to remember these housing authorities, especially in the South, man, they were built in such times where it's all brick. Right. And you, you're talking about some creative spaces that you can really add some color and, and some things like this. And LaGrange, you know, the executive director, you know, got a, a little bit in trouble because they call her development the Skittles because she went all colors right. and different colors. And it's absolutely gorgeous as the, as the community began to like gro groove with it a little bit more. And so it took away that stigma, that barrack, that, yeah. that institutional barrack and yeah. stuff. So yeah. um, we just been able to see some great things. And I just want, you know, to talk to, um, you know, Najee, you, Jamal and other artists, man, because uh, I think housing authorities will have the necessary resources to do things like this. Um, and. Um, I just think it, it's, it you, I think we can create a movement on, around this, Absolutely. especially with housing authorities and artists. Absolutely, man. I, and I feel your passion. Where does the passion come from to do stuff oh, like man, this? You man? know what? Check this out, man. You know, like most people, you know, it's, it's, it's a curse and a blessing. You know, like if I get stuck on something, man, I just keep going and, and research it, you know, um, till it till I'm, I'm done researching it. But I think once you turn something over and pay attention to it, all of a sudden, then it can grow on you. Let me just say this, Jamal. I've been trying to do community organizing since I was 18 years old. Wow. Wow. And I didn't have any money. And so when I go to talk to people, man, you know, why would they listen? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because people need, people need, you know, a better quality of life, not words, you know? Right. And so um, I got into the affordable housing industry and started doing nothing but new construction. So what was taking place, what was taking place then just doing new construction is that I'd go to a city, find a piece of land, develop it, but I'd never get a chance to meet the residents. Right. So then when Rad came along, I said, man, this is a way for me. I was getting burnt out from traveling and yeah. trying to find land and build new construction. And then Rad came out in 2012, changed my life. And the fact that now I can sit with an executive director that's like the mayor of this community. Yeah. And at the same time, residents are there. So um, the combination of being able to bring money uh, to do some organizing in terms of community organizing, because what I do is I, I go in and I talk to all the community stakeholders and say, hey, we're trying to rebrand this 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 housing authority now. You know, jump on board and we can have some fun with this because that's the other thing, man. I'm not trying to do anything that's not fun. So everyone that works on with my company, we we enjoy doing this. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. So it's not like you got to get up and go to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. get a chance to really impact people's lives. Yeah. And so um, anyway, um, the combination of what you know Black Art in America is doing and, and I think what we're doing and I'm a board member of Black Art in America, man, I'm just so excited about everything right now. It's just That's unbelievable. And let me just say this, Jamal. One of the things that I found out in terms of, you know, um, when you're happy, you do you know, work is, is fun, it's, it's exciting, you can be more creative. But also, you know, when we're talking about health and wellness and mindfulness and meditation and things like that, that's the other thing that we're bringing into the housing authorities. We've done lunch and learns on health and wellness, yoga, nice. meditation, nice. tai chi, qigong. 
And what we're saying is if we can get the staff to commit to their well-being, then that can trickle down to the residents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when you're talking about passion, man, one of the things is if you pay attention to something, all of a sudden it'll grow on you. Yeah. And that's where your passion, that's what we're talking about mastery. And, you know, like artists, you all kind of gifted with that ability to stay focused. Yeah. And so you get in, involved in something and people probably ask you the same thing. Where did you get that passion from? <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's just, it's just, you know, paying attention, you know, and so mindfulness, meditation, um, I'm a big proponent of that, um, that I really believe that it can enhance the quality of life. And I know people will say, well, it ain't putting no food. It will put food on your it table. It will. It makes a difference. That's right. It, it makes, makes a, a difference. difference. And, the master you know, oself. Is and nothing more important. transformative than seeing people with passion. Man, let Like me nothing. Because especially when you talk about institutional spaces, and it feels institutional when you go there. That's right. Like, you know, it's bad enough people are down on their luck. They need housing authority. They need the housing authority. They don't want to be there. Like, you know, if they had any other choices, they wouldn't be there in the position that they're in. That's right. Right. So if you anything that you can do that's transformative to that person's life, more beyond just the numbers on the sheet. Yes. More beyond just some random government accounting. Jamal, check this out. Our, our kind of tag is using housing as a catalyst for individual and community transformation. That's it. That's it right there. The, the housing, man, to be honest, I could care less mm. because I know it starts with well-being inward. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And if you well here, then you can live anywhere, tell you the truth. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But the, the housing is a catalyst for individual and, 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 and community transformation. And that's what we're, everyone that works with us, man, you know, from our architect, from our general contractors, we talk to them about this. We want them to be invested in Absolutely. this at a higher level. Yeah. So, um Jamal, thank you for inviting me over here, man. <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. That's what's up. That's a, this is the kind of this so kind of this the kind of greatness that Black Art in America is bringing to you. Connecting people from the housing authority, bringing people art, bringing passion to people's lives, man. That's what it's all about, man. That's that's what's up, man. Thank you for coming on, man. Man, thank you, Jamal, man. I appreciate it, man. I just love your work too, man. The stuff that you do, we've got a chance to I, tell you. Let me just say this story, Jamal. <laughs> I've been knowing Najee and I know uh, my big brother named Floyd Artis. Oh, I mean, yeah. Floyd Atkins and stuff. And so um, Floyd passed, but uh, Najee and, and Floyd were my closest friends. And so I never really got into art because it was always around me. And uh, one time Najee came up to me and said, Paul, man, it's time for you to start buying some art and things like that. And he said, I want to introduce you to this young brother named Jamal. <laughs> I think it Buy him now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and you know what? Uh, Jamal, man, you know, I really, really in, uh, enjoy your art. And, I, you know, I got to make a commitment because you've always been inviting me down to the studio to see what yes, you do. Yes, you got to come so, through. Got to come through. I'm looking forward to that now. <laughs> That's what's up, man. All right. It's your boy, Jay Barber, out here at the Better Block Party in East Point. Hanging out with Black Art in America. Uh, as they connect with the community, they have a great new space opening up in East Point. And this is part of it. This is what they do. They come in, be a part of the community, bringing art to the people. That's what we're doing. And so we got one uh, great person with us. We got Kristen here with us. Yeah, from, hi, from guys. Better Block. How you doing? I'm good. Tell them, everybody, what you do at Better Block. Oh, my gosh, yes. I am Kristen Labor. I'm the senior project manager at the Better Block. I gosh after a day like today i don't know what to tell you i do i i am the the cat herder the 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 eternally impressed person who always gets to a community event and goes i should have known that magic would happen you know yeah because every place is 
has the amazing local flavor, but I do all sorts of stuff. I, I, I'm at the center point of community and, and city policy and, you know, contractors and musicians and artists and, and rules and street changes. So it's, you know, just connecting all of that together for a really cool event to help drive future change forward-looking you know city development tell me tell me a little bit about better block like the history of it and how you got to this point yeah sure we are you know my my tiny tiny pitch is an uh urban design nonprofit, and i always say well what does that mean you know it's it's uh anything from it's whatever the community wants to see so it's it's bike lanes it's uh you know redeveloped downtowns it's taking a look at a corner of the neighborhood and redoing it so it's really looking at the use of public space right. and evaluating it at a really local level and then helping take a look at the overarching policy and the overarching work inner workings of the city and helping do a bottom-up kind of grassroots approach to urban development and urban planning that's uh, what's versus up. the top-down. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. That's how it should be. Yeah. Like the people should tell you what they need and mm-hmm. not the other way around. That's mm-hmm. the way it works best. Yeah. So tell us about some of the stuff, yeah, other things that you've done here in the community. Oh my gosh, uh, in in East Point or elsewhere? In East Point, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So this is our first time in East Point. Um, you know, we were brought here through Microsoft, who's building a data center here. Um, but we, you know, they kind of say we want to make some investment into community. Uh, we want to we want to help this be a place where people want to live. So they'll they have grants for that and. They like to bring us in because we do, I think, a really good job of talking to the community at a really local level mm-hmm. and figuring out what they want, bringing it to life, and having that all happen in 120 days. So I would say I haven't done that much in East Point. <laughs> I have I have done the job of listening to the people who are the movers and shakers in East Point who want to bring things about. So I am meeting a lot of people here the same way. Um, others are because the community members who are driven and have given you know dozens and dozens and hundreds of hours are introducing everyone else in East Point to what's happening here. So really making this not a not a um, you know Atlanta feel, but like a neighborhood East Point, right. you know this corner of the world kind of local project that feels very homegrown. Yeah. What what kind of stuff are they asking for? What are you hearing from them? Oh my gosh. Okay. So so. Uh, from the beginning, we do a big community survey process. It takes about a month. We got 300 responses here from the local neighbors. At, that that's seems amazing. Pretty good. That it's seems really pretty good, good. Yeah. for for like a kind of a, what feels like a a whole, you know, just another city survey. You know, we got 300 responses, and we from that we got about 40 very passionate community members who said, "I want to carry this through to the end." Nice. So our our regular weekly planning team was about 25 people. Nice. And those are people who live all over East Point. Um, they, the community was asking for a lot of things. They're asking for walkability. Mm. They were asking for, um, a downtown that was open later, had more destinations. Mm. They wanted to build off of what Whiteway has already, which is a great dining life. You know, there's a lot of fabulous places to eat and a lot of potential here with the connectivity, with the MARTA, with the uh, bike lanes, with the downtown, you know, the location to everything, but they wanted more. And they said, we're geographically constrained here a little bit because Whiteway is only so long. It's only one block. Right. Uh, So we kind of really... Whiteway is where we are right now for people that are listening. Yes, we're on Whiteway (laughs) in East Point. Um, So we kind of took a look at the use of space here and we reevaluated it for how can we maximize what people want here, which is um, they want markets, they want uh, produce, groceries, they want more dining options, they want a reason to stay out here longer than just grabbing a bite and going. So we, we had a really fun time kind of ideating what that might be, and we realized that 
um, you know, in the Tri-Cities area, there's kind of a draw to each individual kind of spot. And um, a lot of people said, you know, we, we have art here. We have music. We have very, very specific, um, wonderful people who live here. Why don't we just feature the best of what East Point has to offer and we'll see what shakes out. Yep. And so this has really turned into a amazing arts focused event, you know, in no small part because of what you're doing and, and Opal and all the great nonprofits here. I like can't even begin to name them. And the two <laughs> stages we have happening and the vendors here who are going to double tomorrow. It's just an unbelievable that is awesome. day. And so in the city was, I, well, I was delighted to see the city being open to um, permanent street art in anticipation of further changes happening, expanding the sidewalks, good things for the area. And they said, you know, we have a year of a canvas to play with. Let's, let's play with it. You guys go ahead and put down some permanent stuff and we'll see how the community feels about it. So even, even the area itself is like a physical canvas for yeah. us this weekend. Yeah. I like that. And so for all the, the news that we always hear on TV and, and there's kind of uber extreme politics that's out there. When you do get to finally talk to the people, they want more sidewalks. Yeah. They want to be comfortable in their own, own yeah. neighborhood. They want a community that's open for them to go out and enjoy. That's like, we yeah. got to say that and let that resonate with people that, mm-hmm. you know, as, as partisan as, as a lot of things have become, the basic needs of the people are being ignored. Mm-hmm. And if you just give them a chance, that is what they want. That's amazing. It's been fun. And it, what's funny is that sometimes comes with some like counterintuitive things because you build a great event and people are like, great, where's the parking? And they want uh, the parking to be right there. And you say, yeah. you say, listen, if you want a great place that's walkable, you can't park right in front of it. So there's a, there's a rebalancing of right. street space versus pedestrian space. Right. There's a rebalancing of, of ease of getting to somewhere and getting to say, okay, if I trade off walking three blocks and, but having this really fabulous nightlife is that worth it? And I think yeah. this is a testing ground for that tonight. And, yeah. and we get to do that tonight, tomorrow, and we're collecting feedback. Uh, we've got two survey boards here, and we're really going to be evaluating that, turning back that back over to the city and the community and saying, what, what do you guys want to do with this next? Yeah, and I like the the conversation just needs to be had because mm-hmm. if, if that is an option presented to people, mm-hmm. most people will like choose to give up that three blocks of parking. Yeah. They'll give it up for... The yeah. benefits that come from everything yeah, else that's involved. Yeah, you know, that, that answer is different for every community you're in. So it's right. just finding the right, right. balance there here. you go. There you go. I love it, Joe. And so, and, and do you envision more events like this? Like bigger kind of things? Especially like coming out of COVID, I think people are ready to like get back out, interact safely. You know what I'm saying? In terms of how they do it. Do you see more events like this? Yes. There's absolutely kind of a, a rebound effect happening Um, I think people have realized what is just fundamental human nature and that's community. We, we already knew we liked block parties and and live music before, but I think what we're realizing now is we want to reconnect with our neighbors and local vendors and like local flavor on a new level. Um, so I, I think just getting out in the open air and getting a little sunburnt and like getting a little dirt under your nails to like beautify your neighborhood is exactly what's needed. Um, so we're, we're seeing that tonight, I think seeing some like, you know, in the gritty public spaces, taking things in your own hands, um, controlling what you can control and putting art and, and on the sidewalk and yeah. putting art where, where you can. It feels um, it feels like a, like a, I don't know, 
I don't want to say rebellion against the past, but it feels a little bit like you're reclaiming, yeah. I guess. There what, you go. That's a great a word for it. Yeah. yeah, that's a great word for it. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, of art and community, we got Black Art America open up a gallery space like around town. Have you been by the space? No, 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 no. I'm Dallas-based. So oh, I, I'm like yeah, just yeah, yeah. dying to not be at work all the time so I can go like <laughs> take a look. But yes, he invited me already. Yes, yes. You got to you gotta go see it and check it out. So just imagine, so tell me your thoughts on this. What does it mean for a community to like go from uh to have a place that is art centric that's being presented um the people as they look in the community themselves being uplifted through art what do you think that mean does for a community sorry i had a hard time hearing you said an arts a community centric art space yeah like what do you think yeah. the value is of a community centric art oh space? my gosh i think i think that Oh my gosh. Especially because art is so fluid, right? So art means so many things. The spoken word, it's the written word, it's visual, it's audible. So I think having the space to express yourself, the support of nonprofit spaces that accept that are often kind of a, um, I don't know, a, a focal point for a community to try new things, express new ideas, um, create revolution, you know, express themselves as one voice to um, political parties to to you know the future of what East Point of, of what their physical space can look like of what of what political climate can feel like. So I think the arts are unbelievably important. And when you combine them, um, when you combine something a little bit daring with something as accessible and um, you know just global as food and music and like the basic necessities that people all like, yeah. it creates for something very powerful. Uh, it's something that can bring people together, but also challenge beliefs. So I am all for uh, art space that is, that is forward thinking and challenging the status quo and, um, you know, thought considered very heavily as a, a very loud voice in what public space should look like. So I think it's, I think it's fabulous. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and letting the community be a part of that, mm-hmm. I think is, is ultimately is the key. It's not something that you're doing to them, right? It's not something that you are through mercy of blessings from high above, giving them here, y'all can have this art, but no, you let them be in control of it I love and it. they let them embrace it. And I think it's transformative, like what that can do to a space, how it can inspire like the next generation of people to reconsider their own space, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. In ways that they never thought they could before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming of on, course, yo. Thank yeah. You. Any final thoughts about the program? What oh are your last thoughts about it? You've um, been running on your feet all day long. I have been on what, my what, feet. What's your What's your thoughts right now? How you feeling? I so I feel great. I I always like you know. So I think sometimes people think there's like a secret sauce to this. Um, I always like to leave people with the little bit of knowledge that all it takes is giving yourself permission. You can work within the rules of city code, city policy, city permits, while also challenging them. Um, 99% of it is giving yourself permission. Um, and I, I want people to know, you know, I was, I was a CPA before I was a project manager, and I was, a, I was someone who had never even spoken or knew who my city councilman was before mm-hmm. I started doing a lot of policy work and talking to other city council people. Right. Um, the public space is yours. They answer to you. And so I always like to tell people, if you have a, a dr- dream and a vision, there's usually a city representative looking to help a citizen accomplish their dreams in some way, shape, or form. So empower yourself. Believe in your ideas. Um, do not let your fear of the unknown 
you know, stop you from, from sharing that good idea, trying something new, um, pulling a permit and doing a block party, whatever. It's not as hard as, or as weird or as challenging or as prohibitive as you might think. And, um, a lot of times just asking questions and seeing who else feels the same way you might feel about change, uh, is the way you really start a movement. So I, I always like to tell people this is not as difficult as it might be. First <laughs> That's right. Um, yo. The, just a little other second thought I had is this is the first time in a long time I have been in a community that had this kind of feedback that was so immediate and um, decisive. Wow. Yeah. East Point gave me the clearest feedback um, on the survey. The most participants who raised their hand to participate in 50 to 100 hours of volunteer work over the course of this project. And the largest number of people who gave away their free time because they wanted to make East Point a better place to live. So I have been so impressed with the the tenacity, the diversity, the the quality of entertainment and vendors and art and, and just just the things that make a community a really special place to live yeah. um, as East Point. And I have joked with city council and staff that I was like, I'm ready to move to East Point for Dallas, to be quite <laughs> frank. But I, I just want to commend everyone here. I think this is an amazing city. And I, I do not say that lightly. I work in a lot of cool cities and this is, there's something really special here. And I just have been telling that to everyone I can. Yes, that's Love what's it. up. That's what's up. Come down to East Point. Come check out Black Art in America space. Come visit all the good restaurants. Get you some of this barbecue over here. <laughs> have some fun. Get some essential oils from the pot downtown. Like, it's all good, yo. Appreciate you coming on, yo. Thank you. And that's it. Another episode of Studio Noise in the bag. Big shout out to Black Art in America. All the good stuff they got going on. Najee's building a fantastic facility down there. Yeah, I got to check it out. Matter of fact, all my artists out there, this is what you do. Marking on your calendars, Juneteenth. Come down to Atlanta. Come down to East Point. Check out this space, yo. You're going to really love it. What they got going on is going to be really nice for the community. I'm part of it. You part of it. We part of it. It's the noise. We're going to keep making that noise. That's it. I'm going to see y'all next week, though. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise. Follow us on Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast.